Hello, this is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice, with me, Michael Q. And me, Roger Bell-West. And here in South Buckinghamshire, we're tending towards the end of summer. There's going to be a few more bright and glorious days, but... Uh, if Monday's downpour had happened a week later, everybody would have said this is perfectly normal August bank holiday weather. <laughs> yeah, true that. But uh, the, the, it's, it's turning away from the, the blazing heat of summer. At last. And toward, oh, I, we are deeply relieved, both of us. And, uh, towards, uh, and towards the leaves starting to fall and that sort of thing. And in this autumnal mood... We are going to be talking about um, we're going to be talking about going back to school again. We've talked about this before, but I have a reason for asking. What should you simulate, other than everything? But how should you simulate it? All right, that sounds pr- profound and philosophical and uh, debatable. And also a report upon the campaign I said I was going to start last time and how far I have got. Also, we would like to thank Dustin Tranberg, who has uh, given us some money to encourage us to keep the show going. We are very encouraged. Very, very encouraged. And if you would like to join this august company, uh, paypal.me slash rogerbw will reach us. that we would like to mention an offer that's just come up with the bundle of holding this is warhammer fantasy roleplay the first edition yeah and all of it as far as i can tell uh, um, certainly feral but that some of this is a, rep- a repeat of an offer from december of 2018 uh, but there's now a bunch of sorcery material added including the uh, companion yeah the uh, we probably said most of what we were go- what we're going to say now back then but this is a burst of nostalgia for those of us who were around um, when it first came out. It's also quite a good, uh, solid campaign and setting. Um, I was never enamoured of the game system, though I know some people were. They liked the um, life path um, aspect of it, the fact you went from one thing to another, gaining experience as... Uh, a rat catcher, and then a bandit, and then a doctor. And if things reasons. go really well, you might get a small vicious dog. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you, you accumulate all gradually accumulate all the kit of your various professions until you're finally ready to become a knight and face the biggest bad of all at the end of the uh, campaign. Or if you want a short, if you want a shortcut to power, you can become a sorcerer and your head will explode the first time you cast a spell. Yeah, it's a gloomy, it's a gloomy setting about the it, use of magic. It's a very nineteen eighties British everything is rubbish sort of world. Oh no, I think I think it's trying for, it's trying for um, Cth- uh, Lovecraftian and Cthuloid doom, but it can't take itself quite that seriously. Well, that that's part of it, and and I think certainly at the time it was very much seen as a contrast to the, you know, I, I'm a great big heroic warrior with teeth that go ting. Yeah. Of, of most other fantasy games. Well, you start out hunting rats and rat-like things in the sewers. And, uh, and they may present a, a mortal challenge to you. Yeah, it's not untrue. And, uh, and and it's a long, hard slog through a great deal of mud and dirt and chaotic slime um, to the end of the game. Uh, it, 
it isn't a perfectly written campaign, but there's a, so much good stuff in it and associated with it. And it was a, a golden age of artwork and presentation as far as uh, as far as British fantasy um, role playing went. So there wasn't was there an overall name for the campaign? I, I've now forgotten. Uh, the enemy within. Thank you. Uh, so so there, there are the five parts of that and and the core rules and some other stuff in in the original offer that's being rerun. And yeah. the new offer has realms of sorcery, Warhammer Companion, Apocrypha now, uh, which is, as far as I remember, basically basically more optional rules for optional things. And everything that everything that they published in White Dwarf, I think, basically uh, re- rehashed. <laughs> Some of us still have our copies of White Dwarf. Uh, oh, come on, I, I can't afford the space, <laughs> except for the one that's got me in it. I, I kept that, <laughs> and and the Doomstones collection. Which is, yeah, uh, yeah. Dead, which is in a, which is good enough to supplement the main core of the uh, of the whole whole thing. I think the only thing that may be missing is Marianneberg. Which was uh, Marienburg is in the original offer, or sorry, okay, Marienburg well, sold down the river. I don't know if that's the same thing. Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking of. Which is a sort of side um, adventure, but then uh, the stuff in Kislev is also a bit of a side adventure. But but it can be built into something that builds up to the final confrontation with the hidden chaos and the enemy within, and uh, that that though it's it's not it never takes itself desperately seriously. Is a very nicely structured, put together, gradual revelation of the hidden cultists thing. I I ran it using GURPS. I think you could probably do it with most generic systems. Uh, perhaps Savage Worlds would be a good uh, would be a good fit for this. With a bit of tinkering around the magic. System. Well, as as you know, I tend to feel that Savage Worlds isn't much of a good thing for everything. On the other hand, my my current uh, throw, throw it at the throw the system at it and see if it sticks. Uh, Genesis could could certainly do it without too much trouble. Uh, yeah. So again, you would need to customize the magic a bit. Yeah. The uh, the the whole thing of uh, well, you have the the option of becoming a necromancer and being disgusting from the beginning. But if you um, <laughs> if you if you if you become an illusionist or a standard wizard, there is always the possibility that you are going to uh, encounter. Some more magic than you are safe with, and start spiraling off into chaos. Uh, it's not quite as doom laden as the chaos in Han, but um, it's it's pretty damn doom laden in places. <laughs> but that chaos, hey, chaos spiky bits, um, dwarves with buzz cuts, with 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 tie dyed buzz cuts. I seem to recall. Uh, as well, wasn't it? I seem to remember. Yeah, Moho. Oh lord, and and, uh, and bloody big axes. And a bad attitude, um, and uh, and witch hunters, and um, and all sorts of things. I I fondly remember, which though I shouldn't, the occasion that one of my uh, one of my player characters was lynched by the others because they suspected, not without basis, that he had been um, hanging around and uh, and uh, trifling with chaos. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, as the witch hunter said at the, the time, you do as much for me, and they said you're right. <laughs> oh, after but, all, yeah. it's, it's, there, there are questions of, of eternal salvation here. Uh, yeah, well, it, it's I, not a game. 
it's not a game one takes seriously, but it's not a game that asks to be taken seriously. I mean, ye- no. yes, there yes there is mud, mud and blood and decay everywhere, but it's comic mud and blood and decay everywhere. You know, you, you, yeah, you you are expected to laugh at this, not not to say, "By word, this is actually quite a depressing setting, isn't it?" Uh, well, so. you get you you get you get to uh, as we keep saying about Call of Cthulhu, you get to be the heroes who make the slight difference. Even if in the long term it's all doomed, doomed. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I can't, I could, I could never for the life of me work up any enthusiasm to look at Warhammer 40k, in which, uh, which is at the other end of the spectrum, and and not only planets but whole solar systems and galaxies are falling into chaos, and the local religion isn't uh, worshipping. A jumped-up um, barbarian lord who fought back chaos is worshiping the current emperor, who is a god and will just will not die. And and I felt that was, if they ever did a role-playing setting, uh, they they it, did. Uh, I don't know when it first came out, but FFG I think did a second edition. Uh, Ro- oh, Ro- Rogue Trader was the original thing. Oh, was that well? Uh, and it, it started blending into miniatures quite quite fast. But I I, I still have copies of the um, RPG from fifteen years ago. I want to say something that like that. About, uh, if that's what Road Trader was, was it as depressing as I've always assumed it? Would be? Oh yes. All oh, right. Uh, apart okay. from anything else, if you have any sort of technological bent, you can see the gradual retreat of technological civilization. Quite apart from what else is being done to it. Yeah, simply because people don't understand it anymore, and, and then they have no way of ever understanding it. I can see why that would be very depressing for you, especially Roger. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then I see it in the real world. But never mind. Anyway, the, well, the, this offer the, the, is uh, run, running till the fourteenth of September. And if you feel like uh, either nostalgia or doing a bit of kit bashing, we heartily recommend it. Last month, I uh, announced with great and bold trumpets and fanfares and the, and the beating of drums uh, that I was going to start a play-by-post campaign of Ars Magica, that enormous game of medieval wizards. Um, and I'm here to report back to you to say, well, all right, we've made some progress, uh, but we have not yet sprung into action uh, like like panthers or lions or whatever springs into action. Um, I have recruited five players, including uh, my colleague here. Hello, hello, and uh, we uh, and we have started to uh, make decisions. We are going to set it in England in Stonehenge Tribunal. Um, we've chosen a covenant on the York uh, in Yorkshire, just because we. Uh, there won't be any accents de- de- decipherable over the internet, but I want you to think that they're spiritually there. No, um, this is before the Great Vowel Shift, after all. I, I've, <laughs> I like to talk about a Great Vowel Shift on, 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 on a family podcast. And uh, I've started to collect local history and possible plots 
um, and uh, the usual the usual collections that you can find in anywhere in England of uh, of arcane local superstitions and uh, bits of history. There's a Roman road running through the woods to the north, which is going to be valuable. Um, and there's a particularly um, there's a particularly outrageous uh, Norman baron who was uh, one of the people who forced King John to sign Magna Carta and is still fighting the king's sheriff up in Yorkshire <laughs> as the scenario as the campaign begins. That said, um, I have two out of the five wizard characters. So, uh, uh, let's say one and a third, one and two thirds of the <laughs> of the uh, of the wizard characters um, created, and I'm, I'm, I'm none of the companions, and I'm twiddling my thumbs to uh, to see what I could do to whip the player. It's hard to whip your players into line when they're not immediately adjacent. Mm, I so can... Roger, why why are you amongst the three players who have not? <laughs> I I can say some of this. Um, my usual approach to a game in a historical setting, yeah, is I know a bit about history, not a lot, but I know a bit about history, so I, I can think f- uh-huh. in various ways of somebody living in twelve hundred, yeah, in, in England and so on. Um, but the feeling I'm getting from this, and the, the more I read of it, the stronger the feeling I get, is that it really doesn't matter who you were outside magic. It, the, the system doesn't care about that. So it, it, it's asking me to come up with a Magus who happens to be living in 1200, not a person in 1200 who learns magic. And, oh. and, and I'm trying to rot- rotate that and get, and get a handle on it. And there is the standard Reinhagen effect of, you know, you've, you've got N choices. Like nine, is it, in this case? Something like that. Uh, Twelve, I think. Twelve. And four. each of them is basically going to guide you into a stereotype unless you work at it quite hard. Because, oh. you, don't, because you don't have that many players in, in a group, and, and if everybody's a different stereotype, then niche protection is dealt with. Well, niche protection is definitely intended. Um, and there is, and it provides in the in the core book um, twelve um, twelve stereotypical members of the of the current twelve houses. Yeah, and um, what, what I'm, I may well end up falling back to that. Um, mm. My feeling, and this this is possibly an aspirational goal rather than something I might actually achieve, is that I, I would like to get the personality first and then add the magic later. Well, that's uh, well. In, in that, bear in mind though that you have to have a personality that will fit a wizard mm-hmm. um, and somebody who is going to be um, interested in building magic, learning magic, discovering what magic can do. You're only at the start of your journey, but before the start, you were um, a you were a person in the world. One of your uh, fellow players has chosen to play a member of House Gerbiton and is a stereotypical Gerbiton in, in, in as much as he's um, uh, related, I will not say he's currently a member of a noble family, but he's related to a, to, to the aforementioned uh, Mad Baron of the North and uh, and is has family connections with people in the immediate vicinity, which are going to tangle him up a bit. Mm. But it, but then you get you get the starting character um, where they came from, um, 
and then you get 15 years of being a, a, a hermetic apprentice and suffering and learning um, what you what you can about that, and that's part of the story too. Uh, another thing that is entirely my fault is that I've just been uh, thrashing at a thing with a deadline, and the thing with a deadline has now been turned in, so I have a little more time to actually read right. the, the back. Okay, it's it's not a RuneQuest level of background material, and you ha- you have very carefully told me the, the minimum necessary reading to do. I can't yeah. blame, blame you for this, but that's still reading I have to do. Yeah, I am spending a lot of time reading this. Um, the issue of complexity is coming up, and um, I'm not sure. I, I have to. I have to criticise the system. Is it doesn't make it easy to know what the minimum you need to know is. Maybe if I had chosen to do a less um, a less earthbound game. Um, I would have I would have flown a bit faster on this, but there is a lot of stuff. There, I there's uh, four different subsystems of of magic outside which the hermetics ma- magicians are interrelate interrelate with or avoid furiously in the case of the infernal, and mm. not all of it is desperately clear to me how it, how it's supposed to work. And there's an awful lot of stuff about other forms of magic. I have spent the time, I've not been saying, have you got a character for me yet? Uh, reading through stuff, and some of it is just not, is just not going in. But I'm gonna fake it until I can make it, and... Yes, that, that sounds so much better than, than saying making materially incorrect uh, statements to the financial authorities, doesn't it? Uh, that's not what I'm planning on doing. <laughs> Uh, the uh, the nothing to do with me, Governor. So uh, you, you you've got the wrong person. Speak to somebody down the road. <laughs> I have uh, yeah. It's uh, I'm I'm going to be saying to my players. This is what happens. I'm going to be firm and look as if I know what I'm doing. All right. It's fair. Half, enough. It's half the half the art of the GM. I I can tell you my my uh, working working idea for a companion anyway, which, which, which is, is Hildegard von Bingen with the serial numbers filed off. <laughs> A nun, a nun, a, uh... a a nun who knows everything, approximately. Ooh. E- everything that can be known in this period, presumably not in the magical sense, because this is a companion, not a magus. But there is a three-point advantage, which is called Doctor of Something. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure a nun would. I I t- I, I, I try to persuade one of your fellow players that he couldn't have it. But it might uh, it might suit um, Hildegard von Bingen, who has um, yeah has a reputation of knowing everything. Uh, I, she, I, I noticed there is doing... there is already a template for a female scholar uh, as a companion mm. because the mages are among the few people who accept that female scholars can exist. So yeah, what the nun is doing, hanging around with this bunch of reprobates and possible heretics, maybe trying to convert them. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I suspect there would be there would be tension with the convent. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah yes, you you talked us into sending you off to convert these people. You don't seem to be actually converting any of them, and it's been a while. And... Yeah, the uh, there is a there is a Benedictine priory um, a short distance away from the uh, uh, from from the uh, from the convent. So uh, it's fascinating what what you find out and what you can't find out. 
when you dig into um, when you dig into into the background. I can't find out who was the ruler of the Yorkshire or the lord of the Yorkshire town of Pickering um, in twelve twenty. <laughs> I can find out. I can find out that in thirty thirty years time, the king will give it to his son, um, and that it's uh, and that it's carrying currently undergoing a bit of um, an economic downturn. But I can't find out who was in charge. I don't want to have to go up to Pickering and poke around in the local history collection. You could have the fun of telling people why you're doing it. This is true. This is true. But I've been looking. I've been looking miserable. Uh, they'd be asking me what I was doing in Yorkshire at that time of year. Yeah, th- th- this does remind me of what, one of the things that I found strangely liberating about running a Firefly game, as opposed to my usual painfully researched, sorry, painstakingly researched historical oh, right. game. Could, which, both could be accurate at once. Which is. After a certain point, I can just say, okay, this is simply a thing that was never defined. I can make it up, and nobody can say I'm wrong. True. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to, I must dig out my copy of Albion, uh, which is a book of local uh, British myths, and start tying that into, um, into, into what we're doing. Um, uh, I had found it extremely useful when I was doing... Uh, Great Pendragon campaign and mm. writing stuff with an Arthurian uh, bent. And so I, I really must find out where I put it in the vast hordes of the library. <laughs> uh, one problem is is that the systems systems do exist, but I could hand wave a lot of what I'm using the rather complicated systems to 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 model. The, it strikes me especially that that as far as the player characters are concerned, they're only ever going to see the surface of the modelling of the Covenant and its economics and its personalities. Yeah, well, we're, and we're, if, if we were running it... I could hand wave. If we, we were running on. it and we had to make decisions about, you know, whom do we keep on the right side of, how much effort mm. do we put into this as opposed to that, and that sort of thing, yeah. then that's fair enough. That, that's a, that's a thing that you might want a detailed system for. Um, but uh, we, we may come back to this. What, what I think what you need at this stage yeah. is essentially a, thi- a thing that will cause problems for us that we have to solve. Yeah, I'm already writing up the first few. You are starting as provisional members of the Covenant, and have to prove yourselves each and every one. Mm-hmm. And so I am starting up the list of uh, things that they may that you may have to deal with. Um, I will mention that uh, because you already know this, uh, that the death and or disappearance of two of the members uh, is at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Though of course there there, there are. Um... There are tensions there because if if they if they turn up and, and return to their status, that means less space for us. But uh... this is true. This is true. Um, the necromancers, the necromancers' um, uh, laboratory happens to be in the basement, and I think that the artificer may well may well fancy that as a place to uh, <laughs> lurk and bang on, bang things, bang things with hammers. Oh well, anyway, it's it's not it's not yet started, but it's it's not it's not failed. Um, yeah, I, I think there is progress being made. It's it's slow, but a prototype forum game is slower than a face-to-face one would be. It, well, true, but uh, at this stage, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Okay, well, well we, we com- will compared report... with if we were all sitting around in a room, 
then we could just throw things back and forth and you, and you know it would take five minutes to say right we're going to take this location that nobody objects to too much yeah but uh this is that that actually went fairly sp- swiftly but um uh and uh, but, but it's actually getting people to do the grind of generating characters and making their minds up that mm-hmm. I'm having trouble with. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. As I say, uh, one and about two-thirds character completed. Oh, 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 except that nobody's even started on their companions other than Roger. Oh, Well, I've, I've got a concept, but I think that should be a relatively easy concept to implement. Okay. Let me... Uh, let, let us... Report again to the good folks next time. <laughs> Inspired by a thread over on discussion to Kelly Lee, I found myself thinking, what should you simulate? And in, um, in particular... Not I've, orgasm. I, I am a I am a traditionally simulationist GM, and th- this is in, in the classic sense before uh, Ron Edwards came along and redefined everything. Um, the primary thing I do in the game is say, okay, this is a working world. What is a plausible thing to happen at this point, according yeah. to you know local laws of physics and so on? Um, but it does seem to me that random events are basically too important to be left to chance. Okay, that wasn't where I was. I was thinking that this was going to go. Well, you want the the, the classic example is uh, something like a plane crash, say. Yeah. Uh, that it's it's a good example for this, but there are lots of other things. It might be a um, so, sudden nuclear meltdown, uh, and so on. But in terms of the narrative, a plane crash is a reason for the adventure. Uh, whether whether that adventure is survive after the crash, uh, take the vaccine overland because the plane isn't available, discovering what's happening on this mysterious island you have crashed upon. Yeah, or it's the thing you're trying to avoid. Um, yeah, Liz Kingsley of the film review site, and you call yourself a scientist, says, in, in, at least in terms of disaster films, you crash the plane in the first half hour, or you don't crash it at all. You, you basically, you, you can't have both the story of avoiding the crash and the story of surviving afterwards. In, no, in, not in unless the, this in is the a same. trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it could be the thing you'd run to, or, or it shouldn't be there at all. Uh, because, mm. yeah, I, I don't think in any of these cases it should be a matter of rolling a 1 on a D900,000, which is the approximate real-world odds. No, well, what I would say is that though... A random table, uh, table of events uh, generator is a fine thing and very useful and, for, uh, and gives you a feel of the possibilities of the world. It shouldn't, it should have a limit to the amount of weight it can have. A mugger is one thing, um, but the, uh, but the 101st Airborne is another thing to <laughs> encounter. Um, and, if you uh, and uh, though the, the the random encounter table of uh, of the of Bushido, I seem to recall, ended up uh, had at the top very top end the the, the shogun. Um, you should be prevented from meeting him 
if you happen to be in a disreputable tea house in Tokyo. But, but the Shogun loves disreputable tea houses. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, that, what I'm saying is that, that the weight, the effect that a thing is going to have on the campaign should always be planned unless it's so trivially light um, that it could, could be or not be. Um, and you're just introducing something as flavour. Yeah, um, and the, the that could be that threshold could be extremely trivial. I mean, the the traffic in town today is normally yeah. of no importance at all. When you have to get across town in a hurry, yeah, that could that, that could turn a, a routine. You know, we we've just struggled through the desert, and now we have to get across town to the hospital. To from from okay, we just narrate it to hang on. This just became a completely impossible thing. Yeah, the. Uh, but but bear in mind the the, uh, the the weight of the issue there comes from the main structure of the mm. narrative and I, I think, not from what you've rolled. Yeah, I think a lot of it does depend on how scale isn't the right term, but basically how complicated your goals are. And if, mm. if you if you're if you're playing you know a classic dungeon bash, which indeed I am at the moment with Watson Hall. And your, yeah. your, but your basic motivation is let, let us find a thing to fight, fight it, and take its stuff. Yeah. Then it doesn't really matter whether that's uh, the the specific goblin colony that's been that's been planted there, or a random bugbear you just happen to wander into. Mm. In terms of you know, fighting the bugbear may may sap your resources, but it's not going to stop you doing the thing you came here to do. Yeah, I. Whereas, if if what you were trying to do was uh, rescue the princess, hmm. then that might be more of a problem. I think. I think. I think. Uh, along with random, randomly rolled, randomly rolled encounters, are a subset of casual encounters. Hmm. Um, they're a, they're a subset of the things you throw in to keep things interesting. Yeah, um, when we were talking uh, in an early episode about uh, early days of D and D, yeah, I, I think it was quite clear there that what wandering monsters were for was explicitly to punish the players who was standing around taking too long to decide what to do. Hurry up! Hurry up! Music, the equivalent of. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I, I mentioned earlier the uh, the Roman road through the woods in the Ars Magica setting, and if I. I would feel that I was not doing my job as a GM if, when the players stumble across it, there wasn't something weird happening, there wasn't a feeling of uh, ghosts marching on with hobnailed boots, uh, or of what the weight of centuries being implied. And, and the, the ghosts marching, marching along with hobnailed boots could turn out to be quite a major story element, but it's put in lightly to make things more real it's but it's not at the core of the story it could be um, well it's also check off roman road isn't it it would be a shame to mention it and then never do anything with it well quite um check off roman road or ought, ought to ought to go to rome at, at some stage before <laughs> the end of the uh... yeah just try not to fall into step with the ghosts that could be bad <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, all right. So, what was it? The point you were going to you were going to make? That, well, it's, that... it's essentially that e- ra- random things are all very well for inspiration, but I really, yeah. I think they are. V- I cannot think of any case really in which I would want to say, okay, I will just accept this accurately modelled simulation of when ra- when a random thing happens, without also feeding it through. And how does this affect the ongoing plot? Yeah, um, because the games I run tend to have an ongoing goal rather than, yeah, you know, just just the immediate. Okay, let's let's go to here. Yeah, except that you do want. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a good word for sandboxes here. You do want to some time to stop and smell the daisies and and watch the unicorns go by. Mm. You 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 don't you don't want to be in the plot all the time. Um, you want to be. Uh, there, I've got a moment. I'm planning for my um, for my Monday night uh, um, the laundry files game, in which uh, they're going to turn up outside Angleton's office and the other forty three um, HP Lovecrafts are waiting in line to be interviewed by him. Hmm. They know about the forty three HP Lovecrafts. It's just a reminder detail. About uh, the, about the fact that um, they're hanging around the place, but but it's nothing. To, it will be nothing to do with their with their um, with their duties. Um, it'll just be a thing that is happening to make the world as weird and detailed as it ought to be. Mm, and, I, and I think that's that's a thing well worth doing. I, I'm I'm trying not to say random things should only ever be unimportant because I don't think that's the case. But but I do think you should modulate that randomness through. Yes, mm. all right, but how is this going to change stuff? Yeah, uh, I think I think you can make a quick decision on this if something flo- floats through your head, and I think sometimes the random uh, the random encounters will become more real later on. They'll become the they'll become recurring characters. Mm. And uh, and and the the player characters will remember the players will remember the the, uh, the encounter even if you don't. This is why you should make a note every time. <laughs> um, the player characters will remember your uh, what you put in and will exploit it, and therefore it should be workable as well as picaresque. Oh, no, that's not picaresque. Picturesque. That's what I meant. Mm. Those are two different things. Yeah. It- I'd certainly always find myself tempted to put in some, something um, wacky and fun, but it but it needs to be something that the campaign can stand being returned to, as well. I, uh, I, know, I, I think, I'm running a Monster Hunters game in Weird Florida right, at the no. moment, so sorry. Go. On. Uh, well, and have you introduced anything which you later thought, you know, I shouldn't have done that? Not yet, but I'm being careful about it. Yeah, um, I think I think. We have our own small circle of continuity watchers, and they can be quite—they um, can be quite obsessive about things. Um, and they will recall—they uh, they will recall, especially Jenny will, in my Monday night group, will recall um, characters I introduced decades ago. Sometimes, <laughs> but I don't think you should let. I think you should give it uh, the once over. Um, and see if it causes any twinges at the back of your mind 
But that should be automatic. That should be a thing you do every time, um, and not um, and not be a terrible strain on your conscience. Mm, I, I think, of course, the, uh, another thing is that uh, they, they have their own lives. Uh, you, yeah. You, you, if you found that very friendly and accommodating gun shop, uh, well, you know, may, maybe he he met a less friendly and accommodating law enforcement officer and has decided to change his line of business and move elsewhere. Oh, my, oh! You just happened to turn up the morning that he is uh, the 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 that he uh, meets the unfriendly end of a sawn-off shotgun. I, I, that would be a cruel thing to do to the actor who is looking forward to having that part. Or, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, that, that, that's a rattle. All all my uh, cast members are purely synthetic. <sighs> yes, this is going to happen. I'm going. I'm, I, in time, I'm going to be able to blame my unemployment as an actor by being replaced by synthesized people. I, I believe at least one SF author came up with the term synthespian. Ah, that's nice. Okay, have we have we have we laid down the law upon this? Oh, I think so. I think Random what, what it comes down to in the end is, is um, none, none of these three polls uh, works on its own, and the, and the more reasons you can have from different yeah. parts of the, of the triad for a thing to happen in the game, the better. Yeah. Um, I, a better GM than me would be constantly um, preparing stuff and making notes in advance. Um, I can only do that some of the time, and uh, I would like to be better at it. So that when I need a bit of flavour, I can just reach out for it, and I don't have to look in the published um, in the in the published uh, random encounter tables. Mm. But onwards. Not content with my insane empire building, um, in the case of the Ars Magica game, I have recently promised to start uh, a monthly game for my uh, my niece, my nephew, and their partners of Masks, which is a powered by the Apocalypse superhero game. Um, and I was partly in preparation for this. Uh, taking a look at Stargirl, which is the Amazon adaptation of a DC comic. Um, a DC comic in which, like Masks, central character uh, is a legacy, a an inheritor of the super-powered doodad of an earlier generation, and who is trying to cre- recreate um, the superhero team that used to be. So I was watching the first episode and I was thinking, oh God, here we are, it's the high school scene. And here we are, and it's a scene in the canteen. And it's a scene in the canteen with the bully and and here she is misunderstood, being marched off to detention by the principal. What shall I do? Because in in our previous game um, with the same group, uh, which was uh, Monster of the Week. Uh, I had a teenage slayer, and I found the scenes set in the high school the hardest to do. But 
a game set with um, teenage superheroes with all the angst of um, secret identities and what have you leads me to think uh, I'm going to have to do a lot of high school stuff. Now, I don't know about you, but though it had its pleasant moments, my school days were not 100% wonderful. Uh, it is a thing I've been saying for many years that any anybody who can honestly say their school days are the happiest days of their life has really screwed up their life. Well, it, it, they've set a low bar, certainly. Um, the uh, the problem is, can I come up with enough angst and teenage bully plots to make this um, a reliable theme in the in the in the campaign? Bear in mind that this is a um, a modern day style superhero game where the superpowers are not the important stuff, but the angst and the relationships are. Mm. And being a hero is, which is a good thing in some ways, but uh, makes life a little hard for um, for for the GM if he if he wants to come up with enough drama. So this parameter is. The American high school, not the British school, which is hellish in its own way, yeah. uh, or the or the or the boarding school. Though actually, a boarding school might be fun. Well, I'm I'm aware of two explicitly school-focused RPGs, uh, both, yeah. both of which are in the British mould. Um, Phil Masters, The School Rules, which, which, which is silly, which, which yeah. is silly, and it is Moldsworth, uh, or or can you can run it up to St Trinian's, but Moldsworth is the primary. Influence, yeah. and there's also Hellcats and Hockey Sticks, um, Andrew Peregrine, <laughs> um, which is explicitly adversarial, and the, the GM is called the headmistress and is expected not to play fair, to have favourites, and so on. Um, mm. But both of these work basically by uh, expecting you to indulge in the cliche. You know, they, they, well, they, they are very much that we already know the sort of thing that happens in this setting. And this is a game to support that sort of thing. Yeah. It, it, but, occurs, it occurs to me that really what you need to make it interesting in, in, in the long term is motivations. You, know, you, you need... I, I can't speak for other people, but at, at, at least in, in my recollection, a, a lot of people's motivation was survive until they let us out of here and we can do something real. Mm. Uh, um, which, is, which is not um, fun in itself. No, and so a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, other motivations were in the get me immediate sex mode, um, which I'm sort of assuming uh, we are going to have a 14 rating or, or or even more restrictive than that on the uh, on the game. Um, there is just so much. I've I've seen uh, teenage love done rather well, but it's mostly done by uh, by older players. Um, who are looking back um, at, uh, at, their, at their, their teenage times. I think How? the only thing one can reliably say is it's much more talked about than actually happening. Well, certainly in my case. I, even, le- even less happening than it was talked about in my case. Um, the, uh, the, the thing is, I, I saw the high school bully scene um, Yesterday, whilst watching Stargirl, I thought being a superhero is entirely a pa- almost entirely a power fantasy. 
Mm-hmm. How do I turn? How do I keep the uh, the superhero dealing with bullies thing from becoming something quite nasty? Well, it it seems to me that the the point of using a school setting, or specifically using children, uh, yeah. is to say that this is a problem you can't deal with by punching them through seventeen walls. I never actually tried it myself, but I would imagine it feels satisfying. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't solve the problem. It, so, it solves that problem, other problem, and, th- and then then you get done for murder. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't suppose. No, uh, murder is unpleasant, but uh, I can see, I can see um, uh, player characters beating up um, bullies who have actually no uh, chance against their superpowered self. Do that they happens. do they have the the correct level of restraint? Bearing in mind these are teenagers, mm. it's a um, it's a, it's a very interesting point, and, um, and especially if there are secret identities involved. You know, can you convincingly beat up the big tough guy without revealing mm. your secret identity? All right, yes. Uh, in that case, uh, that's a good that's a good note. I need to find ways to make. Um, uh, to uh, to make their exercise of power in that case um, constrained by other considerations and immediate other considerations, not long term, um, not lo- not long term moral uh, considerations. Though that's nice too. It does seem to me that, this, that put it, setting up this sort of situation, perhaps perversely, mm. is a way in which the uh, superhero story grows up a bit. I mean, a, a lot of particularly early superhero stuff, is all about, well, if, if only I was super strong, I could solve these problems. Um, yeah. And you know, get, getting to the extent of, yeah, you know, urban poverty has a face that we can punch it in that face and everything will get better. Um, okay, that didn't happen very often, but it, but it, but it certainly turned out from time to time. Um, and this, by having a school, specifically by having children as yeah. the antagonists, you are essentially saying this is not a valid target for that stuff. You cannot solve this with with your punching people mm. or controlling their minds or whatever, because these are not valid targets for for you to do your mind controlling or punching on. Yeah, some of those uh, they, you know, they, those they they cannot fight back. They don't have a chance, and therefore, if you have any sort of moral code at all, you don't. Yeah, I know. But on the other hand, if you see uh, if you see bullying going on in front of you and you don't interfere and you could have done something yeah so you need so you need to find a means by which you can respond to it yeah without smearing people across a wall at some point some of those bullies are going to make um unfortunate decisions involving allowing themselves to be experimental subjects mm-hmm. or, or, but, or finding mysterious glowing rocks or yeah Making packs with demons—that that, that sort of thing—it um, happens every day. In the, well, every month in the comic books. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Rilston wrote wrote some quite interesting um, commentary on the early first run of Spider-Man, mm. which is very much you know we, we're doing this new and revolutionary thing of having a superhero who is a school kid. Yeah, uh, and try, trying to do um, all right. It's pretty crude. When, when mm-hmm. given when it was written, that's not surprising, um, but it is at least trying to say, yeah, here here are problems that you can't solve by wrapping things in webs. Hmm. 
and and sometimes your 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 existence as a person who wraps things in webs will actively go against. Yeah, having a, having a job, having a girlfriend, having a life. Mm-hmm. Um, I I got the feeling that uh, that masks is going to turn out to be a game more in the DC mode than the than the Marvel mode, but there still remain things like relationship with teachers. Teach as uh, I don't think uh, we'll have the equivalent of the Buffy. Um, uh, teacher who is who is an ally. Oh, I don't know. It, it's arguable. I, I'm sure there must be um, there must be precedence in the in the genre, and it would be convenient to have a teacher who is an ally. But um, well, as, I think as long as they're large, not as long as they're not the automatic answer to the immediate social problems. That's no, I think I think the teachers are the source of some of the immediate social problems, uh, since they want you to be off doing things for them and not saving the world. Uh, the the other thing I would suggest you take a look at uh, is GURPS Social Engineering Back to School, which, mm. although it is primarily a system for uh, canonicalizing rules for learning and teaching in GURPS, does have a, a good chunk on uh, school-based campaigns mm. and how how to make those work uh, in an interesting way. And there, there, there's a, there's a there are several pages on the the standard sort of uh, tropes and cliches that happen in in such games mm. and and how to how to keep them interesting. Well, in that case, I will. I will take a look. I'm thinking that at some stage, I'm going to have to bring in the cliche um, threat to uh, the the hero's secret identities. Oh, it's bit. what secret identities are for, really, isn't it? Well, quite. Um, and and an annoying uh, an annoying teenage uh, uh, reporter who is uh, just looking for the big scoop. I think that probably has to happen. I. There will also be a fair amount of uh, family angst, I think. Unless, of course, I say sod it all and allow them to be um, open about uh, being teenage heroes and hanging around in a giant, uh, peculiarly shaped tower, um, which <laughs> they have inherited, or the uh, or the old old uh, orbiting satellite headquarters. Of the previous incarnation of the superhero league, yeah, that that does cut out a lot of casual. Um, yeah, basically, it cuts out most of the whole. It, it, school... it, it removes most of the secret identity stuff. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, that 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 is a useful thread. Uh, it is a way of people interacting with the hero without knowing they're the hero. Yeah. The the problem there is I don't get rid of the necessity of um, angst. It it makes the angst all about the interrelationships between the members of the supergroup. Mm. Which um, which you can do, but yeah, I, I think that does cut things down a bit. Yeah, I think I think on the whole, though I'm tempted by that, uh, it's not something I'm planning to do immediately. Some of the heroes might actually choose to be uh, open about who they are if they have a peculiar position of uh, privilege, i.e. if they're uh, green aliens from outer space and they can't shapeshift conveniently like the Martian Manhunter, in which case putting them into an American high school would be a cruel and unusual punishment. Mm, yeah, that's tricky. Uh well, look, I, I'm going to have to have the um, 
opening meeting where we sit down and we talk about what sort of characters they want to play and what sort of world they want to be in. So a lot of this is pure speculation on my car, on my part, and I'll have to see which bits of the genre tropes I'm going to be using the most of. Yeah, and I, I think, as we were saying earlier, um, my, my feeling at least is that the school setting is essentially a contrast to the fighting alien invasions or whatever setting. You know, if yeah. Th- this is a, a yeah. People can be just as threatening, but they aren't actually going to kill you, and you don't get to kill them, even if you're the sort of hero who does kill people. Mm, yeah, even even Logan does not slash people in the in the cafeteria much. Of no, I, I think a, a lot of school stories are basically fantasies, um, in 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 a mundane sense. Um, yeah. Even people who've actually been to, for example, British boarding schools don't write them the way they are. They write them the way the, the cliché would have it, because that's what people expect, and that's what's fun. Uh, I don't, I, and, and I suspect American high school stories are similar. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- there will be things there that would happen in the real world, but yeah, it, it will be dramaed up, just as anything else would be. Mm. Um, I, don't, I don't know. The... Uh, I, I think I think having uh, having a school set on a hellmouth um, or in a, <laughs> is 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 a different is a different thing from having um, a school where there are superheroes in the world. The hellmouth was uh, rose from underneath. It was part of the deep background of the setting. It was always there, and it tainted the um the flavor of the school in favor of school is hell mm-hmm. um but an ordinary american town which happens to have superheroes overlaid on it stays an ordinary american town i think yeah but school and is hell anyway i mean bearing in mind the the ancestry of of school systems i think they are Essentially designed to produce conforming workers to go to go after the factory. Oh, you Marxist, you! Um, with, with with a few intellectuals to build the next generation of factories. Hmm. I wonder what I was supposed to be. But but it, 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 that's the thing. If if you don't fit into that structure, um, yeah. then then you aren't going to have a good time because because it is specifically designed. I mean, t- t- taking arbitrary orders from people who know less about something than you do. Is, yeah. is an intrinsic part of school life, and th- and that that is exactly what you're being trained to do. And, and, you're, and obviously, and you're if you can think, which you're not supposed to be able to, you're not going to get on with that. Um, and you, and you can put the effort into um, working that system and and getting a position of power within it. You know, being a trustee in effect. Yeah. Or building your alternate power structure, which is you know your you, your school clique that that doesn't have any official power, but but unofficially they they determine who's cool and who isn't. Or you, um, or you can just check out completely. Yeah. But but none uh, of these have anything to do with you know, academic achievement, for example. Well, with that pile of cynicism firmly in our, <laughs> our guts, I shall bear that. I shall bear that that in mind. Um, the, the thing that worries me, I think, most of all, is that there is in everybody a lot of memory of... Maybe not in everybody. Maybe some people out there actually have had nice 
um, adolescences. Well, adolescence in general some... was quite good, apart from the major illness. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the point I'm, I'm making is that there's a lot of, in a lot of people, an impulse to cruelty when they think back to their um, teenage days. That certainly is in mine. And I want to find a way not to trigger this um, too crudely in my in my players, and um, and to deal with it if I do by accident trigger it. Well, I think it's worth separating stupid, nasty people from stupid from uh, clever, nasty people. They will have different <sighs> tactics. Oh well, I I may I may re- to co- come back to to report on this once we've actually got the damn thing started. Onward. That was Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice, and we'll be back again in another month to report on our marvels of campaign building and on other stuff which has struck us if you if you've got other stuff that you'd like to strike us with then you can contact us at uh, leave a message on the website or email podcast at tekeli.ly and we're back again with more waffle next time